Hello and welcome to another episode of Woke Finance. It's your boy Peter and myself, Jax. And this is the podcast bringing you everything relating to finance and everything finance related. <laughs> Jax, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm very good. I'm very good. You saw? Oh, uh, yes, not too bad, not too bad. It's 2020, it's the beginning of a new decade, Damn. not just a new year. So, loads of opportunities out there. So, really, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Yeah. And um, on a personal note, my football team, Arsenal, are not doing, are looking like they're about to make a turn <laughs> for the good. So, well, hopefully, fingers crossed. There well, at the well. point of making this podcast, they've just beaten Manchester United, which is a team I support. Um, <laughs> but we'll see let's say when we listen to this podcast again in, absolutely at the end of the season let's see let's see where we stand exactly it'll be a different story where we just won't mention anything football related anyway oh bless cool man so as you know on this uh podcast for, li- for listeners um in when new listeners uh joining in this is just a podcast for us to continue the conversation with anything uh personal finance related and slightly beyond as well and you know today we're just going to be talking about a few things but one of the things that just came up was around um investing yeah you know and when we think about uh sort of investing there's a process before that and then when we're actually ready to actually start thinking about investing um, and i know jackie talk a lot about the process around um beginning or starting yeah. uh, to invest and in this day and age it's not as um difficult as one may think in Absolutely. fact it's a very simple yeah. uh, process um, or it could be a very simple process but yeah before we get right into that uh Jax, first of all you want to just talk a bit in your opinion a bit more about investing and why it might be important and why it might be crucial when it, when we thinking of our own personal finance journey yeah so investing is, is, a, is a huge part of of the whole personal finance um journey um, and I think one of the key reasons why everybody should invest um, is for a return, right? You want your money to work harder than than you know than you possibly. And essentially, we start off with talking about things like inflation. So inflation is to mm. do with cost of living. Um, the cost of living is always going up. And when we compare that to something called interest, interest rates is the interest that you get from the bank when you put your money in the bank. What you realize is the inflation rate, which is the re- rate of things that go up in price it's higher than the money that you're getting paid for having your money in the bank so what's happening is you're actually losing value your money is actually losing value all the time so investing especially in this day and age in this current economy is not something we just do for a high return we do it to preserve at least the the value of our actual money okay mm-hmm. makes sense um so yeah in my opinion investing is not something that you know i remember i had this conversation a while ago with someone and she said to me oh i don't think investing is for me <laughs> and i said you what <laughs> you know i said what? what are you talking about um and i said to her well, do you know what do you, what do you think about your pensions mm. she said, no i haven't checked it for a while i said do you know what pensions are do you know exactly what's happening um did you know that your pensions are most likely invested in the stock market mm. probably a global equities fund and she said oh i said well yeah so investing is for you <laughs> <laughs> you best let us understand it <laughs> I, I, that's a great yeah. way that's a great even starting point find out yeah. you know if you are um working typical sort of a nine to five and contributing to your pensions yeah, yeah. actually finding out where that is being well, yeah, what's invested actually happening into. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah as i always tell people investing is something that we should all be considering um mm. It could be for different reasons. There's different objectives. You know, you can be investing for some capital appreciation. You can be investing for, you know, for financial freedom, um, for cash flow, for income. There's so many different, you know, 
um, objectives when it comes to investing you might be investing for the for the medium term the long term of course if you want a lot from let's say an investment um, market like the stock market you probably want to invest for the long term mm. what's um, long term in your opinion what does that mean um, long term being the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, mm. 40, 50 years you know very long term uh, minimum in my opinion should be 3 years so mm. if you're talking about the stock market if you make an investment in the stock market in my humble opinion I don't think you should be investing for anything less than 3 years now that doesn't necessarily mean you might make an investment today and let's say next week it shoots up by 20% it is possible it's happened to me before <laughs> um, in that case if you want to make the, 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 the profit or the gain a reality you can sell right and you know the only time you probably should do that is if you think the price that has gone above is more than what you thought it was going to be so then you sell to bank those profits um, and you can always buy those shares again when they go back down so yeah there are times where you can you know um, sell um, an asset but generally speaking when you do buy an asset you want to buy it for the very long term Mm-hmm. There are some times where, you know, I've also done this, where I have sold an asset and it just continues to rise, mm-hmm. right? Um, so in that case, you know, I feel a bit like I've made a mistake. But yeah, generally speaking, you, you almost can't, and this I say this with caution, you almost can't go wrong by investing in a very good company over the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, over the long term, it is most likely to go up. Of course, guys, I must say this, you know, uh, for regulatory reasons, everything that we do say on this channel should not be constituted as financial advice or an investment recommendation. This is just based on our opinions um, and our experiences. So, yeah, that's just that's what that's why I believe. I think investing should be for the long term and we should all be looking at ways to invest, especially in this um, current you know, economic climate, not just the economic climate, just, you know, the, the accessibility and the opportunities out there. Mm. Um, to actually get started with even small amounts is is something that we should really be looking at. Absolutely, absolutely. And you you, you talk you spoke about some of the reasons why someone might be investing. And one of the things you mentioned was around uh, capital appreciation. Do yeah. you want to talk a bit more about what you mean by that? Um, so capital appreciation is to do with um, the value of the asset um, in terms of price. So what that means is you can buy an asset today for. Uh, is worth ten pounds. You pay ten pounds for that for the asset, and then due to the company growing. So if you buy an asset, I'm talking about the stocks here. If you buy um, shares in a company, and that company continues to grow and it becomes profitable, and more people want to buy the shares in that company, the share price goes up from let's say twenty to ten to twenty. So it's moved from ten to twenty. That means now you would have put at ten, and I was at twenty. You can actually sell that asset for 20 and make a 10 pound gain mm-hmm. now imagine that was 10,000 pounds you invested that's gone up to 20,000 pounds you make a 10,000 pounds gain mm-hmm. um, so that's when we buy capital gain selling you only make capital gain um, or capital appreciation profits when you make a sell mm-hmm. when you make that sell then you've made um, the, the you know the gain of reality Absolutely. And, you know, we're gonna, I, I think for, for the sake of this uh, topic, uh, when it comes to investing, there's different things you can invest in. Yeah. For this episode, we'll be focusing on pretty much stocks and shares and I mean, slightly I, I, around yeah. that. You could but, talk about stocks and shares. Yeah, yeah. but it'll be good to hear a bit more about some of the other things that you can invest in. And maybe later on talk a bit more about in detail, but yeah. it'll be good to hear a bit more about outside of stocks and shares 
for someone that's thinking about, um, you know, they've built up their emergency fund, which yeah. we've spoken about in other yeah. episodes. They've done their savings, but they're now thinking about getting this money to work for them, which yeah. is essentially investing. What else outside of stocks and shares can someone invest in? Yeah, well, there are five <coughs> asset classes, mm. so five categories of assets you can invest in, generally speaking. Um, the first one um, is called equities or stocks and shares. So we've already spoke about that. That's the first asset class, which is basically buying shares in companies that are public. So people that can, anyone can buy shares in that company. The second one we call fixed income products or, you know, more people call it bonds. So bonds is where you basically buy, well, big companies issue bonds. What they mean is they need money. And they, you know, they'd issue these paper assets where me and you can buy. And by buying it, we are borrowing these companies' money. So that's another asset class. We call them bonds. Um, and they come under fixed income. The next asset class or another asset class is real estate, which everyone knows. Um, real estate is, or property. We call it real estate more than property because the actual term property means anything. So, for mm. example, this jacket that I'm wearing, it's about property. True. So yeah. we actually like to call it real estate as an asset class. And... Again, another brilliant asset class where you have a tangible asset. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's a very popular asset class property. Mm. Um, the next one is what we call alternatives. So we need a category for other types of, of assets. And alternatives include commodities, commodities such as gold, oil, uh, copper, rice, mm. soybeans, um, fine arts. You know, these are other um, assets that people can invest in we call that alternatives um, and the last asset class is cash so cash we have to give it an asset class name because of how it behaves because in fact if you keep your money in a bank account we call that cash cash equivalents that's actually mm. the asset class name cash equivalents we've got to give it an asset class now all five of these asset classes have different characteristics they behave differently um, in terms of things like liquidity, which I spoke about in another episode. So how quickly can you convert to cash? It's important to know these things when you are setting up an investment portfolio. So let's say, you know, you're given a million pounds. How are you going to allocate that million pounds to different assets? Well, you want to keep some in cash because cash is the most li liquid. It's mm -hmm. the most liquid. You might want to keep some in real estate because real estate is an asset class that's tangible. You can see it, you can feel it, bricks and mortar. You can't, almost can't lose. It's easy to understand. You mm. can rent it, get some rental income, get some capital appreciation. But it's illiquid, right? And it takes you know a lot of money to get started usually. Um, or let's say stocks and shares, easy to get into. You know, you can invest in stocks and shares for like um, £25, £100, whatever. It's quite liquid, but you can't see, you can't feel it. Um, so yeah, all these you know bonds, bonds are less risky than equities, yep. for example. They're less risky than stocks and shares. Um, they don't really yield high returns, but they're good for income. So all these things you know behave differently. So it's good to understand all five different asset classes. And mm. if you can get invested in all five, then brilliant. Um, and yeah, there's other opportunities as well, such as P2P lending, mm -hmm. um, something that's become a disruptor to banks. You say P2P, P2P explain what that um, means there. P2P stands for peer-to-peer -peer lending. Yeah. Um, so you you know it's a, you can use platforms where essentially you put money in there, you borrow to, it could be companies, it could be individuals, but without the bank being an intermediary. And what that means is you get a higher interest that you would get um, from a bank, for example. It comes with its own risks and that kind of stuff. So yeah, at the heart of these asset classes are risk and reward. They have mm. different risk characteristics and they have different reward characteristics and they behave differently when it comes to diversification and that kind of stuff. So it is good to understand 
how they work and try and be invested in all of them if mm. you can. The one thing I would say, um, which is a bit outside of these five asset classes, the best two investments you can make outside of these is one in yourself. Mm. You are the best investment you can make. Educate yourself, invest in yourself, and secondly, invest in your own business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you can, uh, yeah. just touching on um before we swiftly go into sort of i guess one of the asset classes which is around um equities or uh stocks and shares when you say invest in yourself what do you actually mean? i think the number one thing in terms of investing in yourself is for different things um remember the first episode i spoke about the five categories of things as an individual that i'm trying to f- focus on for 2020 mm. which was my health my spirituality you know my, my career so that's what i mean so if you're a career person let's say you're someone who has um a nine-to-five you know invest in your career you know maybe pay for um qualifications pay and study for qualifications that is a way for you to invest in yourself education and knowledge is one of the best ways to invest in yourself invest in your health mm-hmm. so you know make sure you're exercising three times a week minimum eating the right things drinking the right teas um going for health checkups and that kind of stuff so investing in yourself is is something that's part of life but it's also an investment um you are the, your biggest asset um yeah so, so important to invest in your health. Health yeah. is wealth. Yeah, I know if you're, you're listening now, you've yeah. not had if you've not had uh, a blood test in the past twelve months, yeah. please, please do just yeah, go yeah. and check. Uh, make sure you're checking yourself. You know if you're deficient in anything, and you know what you'd you be surprised how many people are do. deficient in certain things. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, especially with uh, today's sort of diet or our diet, diet, especially diet, diet for marketing. Really. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah. please do. Um, and uh, you know, as we mentioned, we're in 2020. It's a uh, it's a, it's an interesting time. It's an extra, very yeah, interesting very, time. <laughs> lots of um, things happening, lots of disruptors as well. And there's been a, a, a phenomenon that's sort of um, come to exist in most recent times, and that's cryptocurrencies. Wow, yeah. So I guess my, my question to you, in your opinion, would cryptocurrency be a form of investing? And if so, under what of those five asset, asset classes that you mentioned would it come under? Very interesting. So... Personally, cryptocurrency is something I have put money in before, mm. um, but I didn't call it an investment. An investment is something that you understand. So if you put money in something that you don't really understand, mm. then can you really call it an investment? The truth is no, it's not an investment. You're just gambling or you're speculating, you're hoping for the best. And that's exactly what I was, what I, I admit it, I was pers- personally, I was actually just speculating. Um, and when I realized I was speculating, I you know took my money out because I didn't understand how cryptocurrencies worked. Mm. Um, under which asset class does it come under? Um, you can call it, it can sit under either cash or mm. commodities um, because really and truly, no one really knows, how, well, not nobody, but no one knows the intrinsic value of a, mm. of, of a cryptocurrency. It's a currency, so currencies actually sit, sit under cash. Um, but no one knows the actual value. Um, and to be fair, it's a bit like currency, normal currency, you know, with quantitative reason. We'll go into that in a bit more detail. I know it's a jargon. Um, it's a type of monetary policy. Again, we'll go into all these details in another mm. another um, episode. Um, but we can also say that actual currency might be a bit a bit flawed in itself. Um, and I know someone like Robert Kiyosaki, if he's ever listening to this, would, would absolutely agree with me when it comes to, you know, currency in itself mm. and the value of currency and why it's important not to just save cash because the value of cash is actually not, not a lot. Um, but yeah, going forward, um, personally, at the time of making this video, um, I will not be going into cryptocurrency, mm. um, mainly because I still don't truly understand it. 
um maybe in the future when you know people can actually explain to me how to value um cryptos or different types of um i don't know blockchain i think that the technology and is good and perhaps going forward um someone might be able to you know say we may accept cryptocurrencies but nobody can really tell me right now at least i haven't found anyone that can actually tell me right now the actual valuation or how to actually value a cryptocurrency um when i'm buying in the value stocks there are certain fundamentals i can check i can check the price to earnings ratio i can check the price to book ratio i can check current ratios i can check debt to equity ratio i could do all these fundamental analysis because i've got real numbers to work with i can check balance sheets income statements all that kind of stuff mm. um, and make a decision based on those numbers whether the stock price will come to fruition is mm. something else but i can say you know what based on my numbers i can invest at this price and hope for this price and invest with a margin of safety i know when buffer would love to hear that um but with cryptocurrencies i can't actually do that um with some confidence and so if i was to go into it i would i would be speculating yeah um so and this is for everybody listening if you are going to invest in cryptocurrency just be true to yourself yeah. maybe you understand it much more than i do um but be true to yourself to say well why am i actually buying this this currency am i buying it because i understand it i believe in it and i can tell you what it should be worth because that's that's important not not you shouldn't say to me oh it's definitely going to be something that's gonna you know be there in the future it probably will be but do you actually know what that actually means would it be worth much just because we accept it doesn't mean it's going to be worth much you know there's certain things that we accept to be around but it's not still still not worth much um so for that reason for now i'm not going to invest i think my money is better deployed and other things that i do understand Mm-hmm. so yeah shout out blockchain um Jax now um before I sort of go into sort of you know um uh, speaking to those that are thinking about investing um yeah. in stocks and shares yeah. talking a bit about what is it where to start yeah. maybe some of the risks um associated with it as well one of the things that I've heard before is that you know investing is gambling <laughs> uh gambling yeah. is investing yeah. um <laughs> it's going down to a roulette machine and choosing <laughs> red or black yeah um in your opinion yeah. what what do you have to sort of say about that well okay i understand why some people have that thought um there are people in my opinion that gamble in the stock market mm. what that mean it what that means is you know when you look at the stock market the stock market is a, is a very centralized market where you have prices available they're moving every second right and for that reason people see an opportunity to make some quick money whenever people try and make guess what quick money they get into what we call gambling habits and so yes people do come in a stock market and they call it trading but essentially what they're doing is gambling i'm not saying um you know all traders are gamblers that's definitely what i'm I'm saying but these people that are consistently trading with not much knowledge and not much understanding there are traders are speculators they mm. are speculating but those people that don't have the expertise and are somewhat trading a lot of them are actually gambling so to some extent i do understand that thought process um but if you do believe the stock market as a whole is for gambling or is it is you know if you are investing in the stock market that is gambling what you are saying is by me investing in let's say a mutual fund like the S&P 500 which is the largest 500 companies in America by 
size and market capitalization you're telling me I'm, in, I'm gambling by investing in the top 500 companies that doesn't really make sense mm. right and also that means your pension has is being gambled <laughs> with <laughs> so you stop better those, go those you, yeah, pension stop those pension that, contributions yeah. and take it as cash yeah and and then you ask have to ask yourself well gambling is all to do with risk and you know um high risk high return mm. basically and essentially yes you can find those opportunities in the stock market where like penny stocks where you're just you know it's high risk and high return um the difference between investing in some penny stocks and putting it all on red is minimal so yes i do understand it but it comes you have to educate yourself to understand that you know you're not gambling in the stock market otherwise you know investing doesn't make sense at all um but there's a the key word is investing you are when you buy shares in a company you're buying ownership you own part of a company is not just you know betting on prices which is why i say be careful not to do things such as um you know i, I keep saying trading and i don't want to sound like i'm having a go at traders but i'm saying people that say they're trading but what they're doing is using things that like can um cfds and mm. cfd sales for contract of difference and derivatives and they're just betting mm. it's actually called spread betting mm. some of a lot of times spread betting they're betting on the prices that's different from investing. When you invest in a stock, you own part of the business. You're, you're a business owner. When you do CFDs and spread betting, you are betting on the prices. So it's closer to gambling. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for shedding light on that, Jack. And I guess sort of, because this, I think the idea of stocks and shares, we can talk forever, literally, um, yeah. on this as well. And it'll be good to sort of introduce this over a number of diff um, different episodes as well because yeah. I think some of our listeners would want to sort of send in questions as time goes on yeah, around yeah, yeah. us. So for our listeners that do have any questions, do hit us up on Instagram or via email, which is yeah. uh, info at wokefinance.co.uk. Um, if you have any particular about uh, stocks and shares or personal finance in, in general. So I think for the sake of the rest of this episode, Jets, I've got three key questions for those that are thinking about well hopefully they're starting to think about investing um, yep. in stocks and shares based on what we've briefly touched on yep. so i guess my questions are what are, what is it what are stocks and shares where to start and um maybe what are some of the risks associated with yeah. what should you be thinking about yeah. when you are looking to start to invest in yeah. uh, stocks and shares so number one what, what what are stocks and shares i know people get mixed up with the term stocks mm. and shares is they mean exactly the same thing mm. they are just representations of ownership in a company so when someone buys shares in a company it's two different terms you buy shares in a company you don't buy stocks in a company you buy shares in a company but you own stocks so um that's just to get the confusion out of the way it represents ownership in a company if you buy shares in a company if you buy shares in a company then you own part of that part of the company so that's that's number one number two what was number two number two is to do with um where to start where to start starting um very very good question a lot of it is actually to do with the psychology first right start and what you're actually trying to achieve in the stock market so we start off with your objective what you're trying to achieve whether you're investing for the very long term whether you're investing for cash flow that's that's number one number two is your time horizon which means how long could you actually lock up your money for before touching it or how long if you have a specific goal let's say you want to you know you're investing for your child um for their tuition fees at the age of 18 to your time horizon it's 18 right so write that down and number three is your ability and willingness to take on risk and all, all three of these things i've just mentioned have to work together um because you know your objective has to go with you know your risk level and your um 
you know your time horizon so that's the first thing you actually need to do first and then move on to um how much involvement you actually want in the investment process if you want to be a passive investor where you have a platform that just does everything for you then that's that um, you just have to answer the first few questions and then leave it with them all you've then got to got to do is just set up a monthly deposit to invest um, if you want to have a, just a bit of involvement but not too much involvement then you can open up an active portfolio or diy portfolio but then pick um, passive invest investments such as mutual funds index funds so those are you've actually chosen them so you've had some involvement but um, the underlying stocks underneath these funds are managed by uh, a fund manager uh, and the last one if, if you want to be someone who's very active so if you want to be the next um, Warren Buffett Peter Lynch or whatever then you know you have to open up a DIY account and then the mentality and the education needed for someone in that aspect is mm. different for someone who wants to be totally passive. Someone who wants to be active and actually invest in their own different stocks then needs to start doing things like asset allocation, how much stocks do you want, how much bonds do you want, do you want to think about real estate, um, how much risk you want to take, um, understanding the, you know, the, are you going to be an active investor, are you going to invest for value, are you going to invest for dividend income, are you going to invest for growth, you need to be much more educated in that aspect and i you know i um i, I push people to you know read things like the intelligent investor mm. beating the sheep and that kind of stuff um to get an education and actually learn um, and, and it's not just about the education the stock market as an active investor you have to have the temperament mm. i tell you that for free and not to get you know into gambling mentalities and just know that you're investing for the very long term and know that if you invest in something and the price goes down by 20% tomorrow, you don't panic mm. and you don't sell. That is what to do with temperament. But it is very, very important for the active investor. Absolutely. And I think finally, you've touched on some of already as well, you know, and I think you've done a great job in in simplifying the process of um, becoming an investor and why we should do it and, you know, what it could yield, etc. And what are some of the things that we should be thinking about when it comes to risk? Because there are risks with yeah. everything, um, particularly when it comes to investing. What do you think are some of the risks that we should be aware of? There are so many, you know, defined risks when it comes to investing. Uh, for the purpose of this podcast episode i'm not going to go into too much detail mm. but i would say is when it comes to risk is how much when i said about your ability and willingness to take on risk and the other side of risk is reward so if you're going for a high reward you have to take a more risk or you you hope that you could take a more risk to get a high potential reward okay um but when it comes to risk you have to look at things like like diversification okay so if you're investing um don't just invest in just you know one or two stocks in my opinion um but if you are investing in a variety of stocks through things like mutual funds and index funds and that kind of stuff then you are somewhat you know reducing risk via diversification mm -hmm. right so you're more diversified so if one company goes bust you still have access to so many other companies because you're more diversified in the stock market and a lot of theoretical models um when we talk about risk we talk about standard deviation which measures volatility volatility basically means how much um prices are moving on a day-to-day -day basis that doesn't that's too risky for someone you know every day one day you go look it's five percent another day is up seven percent the next day is down ten percent it's very risky but however myself and warren buffett <laughs> put them in the same category do believe that that's probably not the best measure of risk mm. because um if you do invest in a very good company you don't really you don't really care about that you, you believe you are 
you know, you're exposed to less risk because you've invested with a margin of safety. So um, probably in another episode, we'll talk Absolutely. specifically about risks in investment. Mm. Fantastic. And as I said, uh, this convo can go on forever, but we're afraid we are going to have to wrap it up there. Um, but as ever, if you do have any uh, questions, and um, particularly about this or anything uh, personal finance related, we would really love to hear um, you joining on the conversation and sending those questions. And as ever, we will also have a variety of different guests joining in on the conversation as well. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you very much, everyone. And remember, stay, stay woke. woke.